I'm Q. And I'm Jewish Dave. This is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. Dave, I am going to... I am approaching this episode with joy. Okay. And with all positive feelings. And why is that? I, I'm just going to try to enjoy it. I'm going to try to have fun. That's, that's what commi- it's all about, really, when well, it comes look, down to I it. made a little commitment to myself before we walked into the, before I walked into the, the uh, studio uh-huh. just now. That I was going to like let go... Of a lot of feelings I've had about you, about me. What, what kind of and feelings about, did you have about me? Oh, I guess I guess you're I'm letting, letting you're them letting go. them go. So yeah, don't tell me. I'm letting them go. Right. I'm letting none them of those go. existed. I, I'm here to tell you that none of those feelings existed. We're here. We're in this. Every day is a gift. <sighs> drinking beer. Are you drinking beer? I'm drinking. That's a beer. weird. I know. Weird. I guess it's you don't drink beer it's anymore. Not that weird. Um, yeah, I just want to like, I want to like take this, I want to take this episode and turn it into that magic that it like that it used to be. When was it? When was it magic in your eyes? Because to to be honest with you, I think the last few episodes we've managed to actually do have been magic. I think they've been pretty great. I think that our relationship used to be <laughs> a thing of beauty. Uh-huh. And without impugning what it is now, uh-huh. I want to make it good again. <laughs> well, like I want us I guess, I guess to be funny with each other. Again. I guess what really does it, what it comes down to is, is, is our, you just said our relationship is our relationship tied to our on air persona or is it just our friendship? I think that the two can be indistinguishable. Uh-huh. Like our friendship is the um you know this this podcast is just a, a really a uh, reflection of our friendship uh-huh. it's that's what the the raison d'etre <laughs> originally was yeah <laughs> well, like, why we chose to do uh-huh. this the, the raison d'etre we, raison d'etre oh. it sounds like a new orleans person <laughs> speaking french raison d'etre <laughs> I have cooked you up some crawdads. <laughs> what else do they say? The snails are extra cool. That sounds a little that Italian. Right? I don't know. The snails are extra good today. <laughs> hey, Gi- Giuseppe, we've been meaning to talk to you. <laughs> Giuseppe, how did against you even get to all France? of our better judgment? Against all of our better judgment, we hired you here at this five-star French restaurant. Despite the fact that your name was Giuseppe, we counted on the fact that Americans are culturally illiterate enough that they didn't wouldn't recognize the difference. They would just assume Giuseppe and they were right. was a French they name, were right. and I, we were right so far. But you got to rein it in, man. You need to either stay in the back with the food, back of house, or you got to work on your French accent because I'm sorry, but every American has seen. You know, the second act of The Godfather. They know what an Italian accent sounds like. And you're not fooling anybody. I got some good news. I, I just got approved uh, as a member of the Dog Advice and Appreciation Closed Facebook group. 
I really thought that you were going to actually have no, good news. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> thought that you had anything of substance to no. say. When do I ever have substance? I just kind of float oh, around man. from thing to thing. That's disappointing. So what does that mean? What 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 do you, what benefits are you imbued with? Actually, I just wanted to join in uh, and ask some questions about Sadie and her whole not eating bullshit, and try to maybe get some advice because uh, she's she's decided that she absolutely does not eat dog food anymore, like only people food and snacks. I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's um, that's a whole problem. It is. It's amazing. Maybe problem. you can begin, you know, what they say is you're supposed to like do 50-50. Maybe you put her on a human food uh-huh. diet and then you slowly introduce dog food 50-50 until it's all like, and then go to 50-50 and then, um, and, you know, eventually it's just all dog food. That's the way you're always supposed to change a dog's food no matter how you're changing sure. it. Yeah, yeah. You're always supposed to be with like whatever it is that they want. Because she's, she's just too smart and like she will pick out every last bit of the human food. What a cunt. Oh, <laughs> I thought you weren't talking. It broke up. <laughs> um, so let's do a quick plug real yes. quick. Uh, unfortunately, Dave is not going to be joining us on Wednesday. Y'all should be hearing this episode on Monday on the normal day that we, you know, what health allows that we are uh, uploading episodes. Dave will not be at the end of Miami, which is our live show, which is getting a really big reaction. Yeah, on, I'm really excited. Like, I wish I was there. Seriously, on the Facebook event. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, uh, we should have some some great people um, stopping by. We got a lot of great guests lined up. I should probably mention some of them. Um, we got a big get, uh, Hal Wanlist who's a professor, a, a climatologist, and a geologist, and a really well-known sort of subject matter expert down here in Miami. He's going to be um, kicking things off. Uh, Dr. Kalana Bishop Ashad is going to be there. She's a, a basically, she's like a member of the, um, the Sea Level Rise Committee here in the city of Miami, and she is also a, a biologist and uh, just a really smart person who can speak intelligently about the uh, human effects of, of climate change. Javier Cortado, who is an artist and an activist down here. We have a city com- a county commissioner, Daniela Levincava, who's going to be uh, probably also, in my opinion, probably the next mayor of Miami. Um, she's going to be here. Demetrius Jackson, Jackson who uh, you know was a football player for a long time at the University of Miami and at Booker T. Washington, which is a national powerhouse. He's now running for District 109. Um, in the uh, state legislature and uh, he's a young guy 24 and uh, Jeff Campbell who's a friend of the show and who um, is uh, basically works on the uh, he's the chair of the People's Progressive Caucus down here so like we're going to be knocking these folks out 15 minute interviews myself Jerry Ionelli who's going to be stepping in for Mm -hmm. you since you uh, you chose not to be here (laughs) Uh, Th- thank uh, as my co-host thank you for putting it that way <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna be talking to a lot of people that are gonna be um you know helping us prepare for the end of miami uh as we are provocatively titled the show wednesday may 8th lifehouse little havana um thanks a lot to lifehouse for you know hosting us 
looking forward to it. And um, I don't know, maybe I'll Skype you. Yeah, I was going to say the the offer is there. I'm I'm going to be standing by waiting if you want to try to work me in somehow. But, you know, if not, I'll just be sitting there playing on my phone. So. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So. What's going on? I'm piecing it together this week. Actually, uh, this going up on Monday. I also have a Monday, a really awesome special episode. Um, we just did a uh, a regular episode on this movie called To Dust, which is actually one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Um, and I got a chance to actually interview the director, the writer-director, Sean Snyder, and it's going up on Monday today. And so check that out. It's a really great conversation. Um it, it turned into a whole film nerd thing, and it, it's just really great. Just a really fun conversation. He was just totally game to get into the whole inspiration angle, uh, talking about his influences and all that kind of stuff. So everyone check that out. See, that's the move up for you, I think, with, with that show. I think you've got to start getting more of the creative people yeah. on. And even, like, maybe, like, DPs and, like, um, set designers and shit Absolutely. like that. Like, if you could get, like, a... A big time, like Game of Thrones or like like Marvel set designer, right? Somebody who's like just well known in their little area or whatever, but they're like the biggest one of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just want to I want to keep uh, you know tying it into this whole you know influence inspiration thing. That way we could keep the show all themed and everything. But yeah, I, I've been for the last like. I don't know, six, seven, eight episodes. I've been really like starting to reach out, like just going, you know, combing through IMDb Pro and trying to get in touch with people. And this is the first like really great bite that I've gotten. And so uh, hoping to do more. Oh, yeah. I uh, also exhort everybody out there. I implore. I exhort. Uh, I direct each of you to also as long as you're going in there and downloading, piecing it together and subscribing, rating and reviewing it and subscribing, rating and reviewing our own show. Also download, subscribe, rate and review Entre, Entre Dos, yes. the uh, other show on the the Bird Road Network, um, which probably has the least crossover with, uh, with our two shows, <laughs> but is also exploding oh, right yeah. now. It has like, a hu- like hundreds of Facebook group messengers uh facebook group people that are joining moms mostly uh, some dads too um yeah, yeah it's so fantastic that, that shows that's so cool blowing up right now they are going to in memorial day have a live event of their own going to be flying out to houston oh, nice. um actually like two days before memorial day the saturday before memorial day which is uh the 24th i think so keep your ears peeled for more about that or just go listen to the entre dos uh feed to learn more uh, also wanted to plug dsa membership but just here in miami um if anybody out there is because i gotta tell you dsa chapter by chapter it's a little bit of a i don't know it's i, I mean it's a, it's a little bit of a gamble what you're gonna get but here in miami i just wanted to like um throw it out there that if you're listening to this show you're in south florida specifically and uh you know your politics align with the politics that we talk about here my the Miami DSA chapter is like is a really active good one that actually does good work. Like I've said before, they um they they work to pass Amendment Four. We're seeing Amendment Four actually happen. You know, like manifest now as as uh, felons who've served their time 
are beginning to get the uh, and pay their debt to society, their quote unquote debt to, to society, are starting to get their um, you know, their their franchise back. They're able to vote. Uh, they're still going to face lots of hurdles because now they're introducing basically what amounts to a poll tax. They're making it where it's like hmm. if you have. Okay, like let's say that you were convicted of something, you went to jail for it, or you did probation, parole, you're, you know, uh, you finished paying your debt to society, right? Yeah. Um, it, a lot of times you'll have like a $200 court fee or something like that that's left outstanding, or like a, an administrative processing fee from the Department of Corrections. Just some like some bullshit. Yeah, they got to find that something. You probably, yeah, exactly. If you still owe that, by the way, fascinating that they're able to fuse these disparate databases of voter registration and um and outstanding uh administrative fees and penalties and and restitution orders and things like that when when it comes the other way around for instance when it's like oh can we make a better database that will enable people to be able to vote and enable you know automatic voter registration and things that you know that that would actually expand the voter base that's impossible sure. that's you that's unthinkable the technical aspects to it, the, the technical challenges and hurdles are just far too much and too great <laughs> and the, the, the but oh but try and give felons the right to vote and see how quick IT for the state of florida is able to take two completely incongruous databases and make them link up <laughs> and do everything that they fucking can to prevent those people from being able to vote at least as few of them as they as they can um anyway again that's a big victory for dsa and for everybody who worked uh to to, to pass amendment for it's starting to happen nice that's the kind of good work that the that the the I guess they're getting ready to start up like a Florida DSA, like a statewide chapter. I don't know about all that. I still think that's a little ways away. I do strongly recommend um, if you're down here in South Florida, join up with the Miami DSA. We look forward to seeing you at the at the meetings, man. I'm not on the steering committee. I'm not like a leader or anything like that. I'm just I help them out with the newsletter and like you know do whatever I can. Um, so rec- strong recommend there. How about you, Dave? You got any other plugs that you want to talk about real quick? Um, Before we jump into Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, <laughs> which is the topic of the week, absolutely. Um, well, I should just mention real quick that I just got back from a uh, screening at the Las Vegas Film Festival of Knock Down the House. Yeah, yeah, I wanted you to talk about that, actually. How it was, was that? really great. Um, uh, and, you know, obviously, a friend of the show, uh, Amy Valella, is one of the four uh candidates that they explored during during the uh the movie which was really cool they're basically looking uh at these four candidates during their runs and of course you know the big one is alexandria ocasio-cortez and um uh but yeah the, the fact that they used amy as one of them is just really awesome she was on our live show a year ago and uh you know the three of them other than aoc were all you know in attendance for the screening and uh you know answered questions and all that um, but yeah, it was a really, really inspirational documentary. It's out now on Netflix and, uh, it's definitely something people should check out, you know, as people listen to the show and listen to me, uh, you know, lose interest in politics on, <laughs> on a weekly basis. Uh, it, it really was pretty damn inspiring. It was, uh, you know, it was great to see just that, you know, yeah, a, a lot of these fights are, uh, you know, fruitless and they just, you know, just 
seem to fail left and right, but it's all part of just, you know, a bigger thing is the, is the, you know, the thesis statement of the film, of the documentary. Um, and, you know, AOC's success is, you know, one shining example of what it all is kind of adding up to. And uh, it's really well done, and uh, I'm glad I got to see it in the theater. We all know how much I prefer to watch movies in the theater. Uh, but you should all go watch it on Netflix. I think it just came out, like, yesterday or something. Yeah, I mean, Amy, it really sucks. Like, how do they how do they handle like um, the 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 part where she lost? Because you know, spoiler yeah, well, alert. I, I don't want to yeah. ruin this, but anybody who's been paying attention to our show knows that Amy, um, you know, had, took a pretty tough loss in in her congressional race last uh, November. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. And, no, in the primary in right in the primary August, the pr- I think right back in August. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think it was uh, that sounds about right. August and yeah, and that's the thing is that of the four candidates that they focused on, the other three all lost, lost in their yeah. respective races. So uh, Corey Bush was in. Um, uh, I forget where, but uh, Paula Jean Swearingen was in uh, West Virginia, though. I know that for sure. And then, uh, but yeah, all three of them lost. And so it was just kind of showing like, you know, how it's all part of one big overall thing. And they all seem to really feel that and really try to put forward that 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 idea that, you know, the movement can't just be, you know, everybody winning. It has to be all these people creating a big, greater idea and then some of them winning, but then some of them running again. And all three of them made commitments to run again. Uh, the three that were there in attendance who um, uh, who did not win. They're, they're all planning to run and continue their, their push in politics. So, you know, it's good to see that, you know, the progressive voices, they're not just, they're not just stopping just cause they lost. And Amy was great in the, uh, in the documentary. Um, she's, you know, she's like cursing and she's, she's crying, but cursing at the same time <laughs> while, when she loses. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's really human and really, uh, you know, it, it's great though, because to see that she's like it's she's not letting it stop her in any way you know is is pretty inspirational yeah but i mean it's 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 um instructive i think that you mentioned that aoc who obviously comes from an incredibly you know uh, progressive left-leaning district uh Mm -hmm. and who was able to harness that in the right time to unseat joe crowley um who was just really languishing he was like the literal he was like the 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 prototypical front bencher who is one of those just like everything and nothing kind of you know sure. politicians he was a, he was a, an enormous nothing like a uh, you know in, in terms of I think in, he was fourth in line for the house speakership despite not fucking really doing that much and not yeah, exactly. making any kind of you know national name for himself she's already doing way more with her few months in office than than he did and um but it, it's inst- the reason I say it's instructive is because of the uh, the most recent polling that came out showing you know Joe Biden way ahead of Bernie Sanders, and um, a lot of sort of liberal centrists are out there uh, on Twitter making the point that you know like the Nate Silver crowd and the um, I don't know like the Matt Iglesias crowd are out there making the point that like uh, oh well did progressives just think this was going to be a cakewalk for Bernie? Did they forget that, like, the Democratic Party is still overwhelmingly Joe Biden people? Sure. And my thing is, like, no, they didn't, like, we didn't forget that. 
it just shouldn't be. It just it's just he's a shitty candidate, and he and the pe- people shouldn't want him. And again, half the country shouldn't want Donald Trump, but they fucking do. So I mean, it, it, I I feel like a lot of these sort of political conversations like about the the horse race type stuff about the you know well oh you know here's all the cross tabs and here's the you know the age um you know the age breakouts and here's the the this and the that that say that maybe bernie doesn't have all the support that he should have or or um you know biden first of all biden's gonna get the fucking floor wiped with him if he goes up against trump it's gonna be oh yeah it's gonna be hilarious to just watch the same Hillary Clinton campaign just get an, just absolutely crushed by Donald Trump again. Um, it's hard to imagine him doing anything, anything yeah. up against him. No, but like, what's he going to do? Go up there and tell like tell millennials that they need to like grow up and stop eating Tide Pods. Like that's literally his whole stance <laughs> is that like young his whole positioning is that young people have it too good. Yeah, <laughs> and, I know. <laughs> that's going to work great. It's going to work awesome, Uncle um, Joe. And <laughs> creepy Uncle Joe. And uh, so I guess my point is um, it is true, though, that despite the fact that the progress on issue by issue, Americans prefer the more progressive or leftist, or even if you want to go as far as calling it socialist, um, you know, positioning of each issue, right? Uh, you know, if you, if you, if you, in a um, vacuum, if you present the concepts of Medicare for all versus the existing mishmash of private health care until you reach a certain age and then you get like a shitty version of it and then like you slowly stagger into Medicare, Medicaid, mm-hmm. um, you know, like if you present these issues on a case by case basis, then like, yeah, you know, the progressive issues tend to win out. Where I'm annoyed is when people have the conversations or these pundits have the conversations about the horse race and the cross tabs and the, the the polling and the data without like completely free of the 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 issue of the issues the -hmm. fact that like it's i think it's irresponsible and it's like journalistic malpractice to not mention every single time that you're comparing bernie and joe biden that bernie's positions are better and that his record is better that just empirically in every way he has he has the right opinions on things and joe biden doesn't like i mean if you and you can do the whole like cowardly journalism thing where you say you know where you where you caveat it or where you just present it at you don't have to use subjective terms like better or worse you can use terms that are borne out by facts, things like, you know, more expensive, uh, better, um, you know, better outcomes. You know, you can use the language that's factual and still makes the point. I think it's ridiculous that like you can, you can sit here and listen to a podcast for like 20 or 30 minutes from these assholes over at, um, what is it? The fucking, the, the political gab fest or whatever, where all they do is talk about, you know, with their fucking like Northern Virginia sensibilities about um, how they, you know, how the different tabulations and how the, you know, different states and county level precincts are going to break one way or the other 
and how Biden is actually a stronger candidate or maybe he's a weaker candidate without them ever fucking saying like, oh, by the way, he sucks. He fucking sucks. <laughs> like it, it's you. Ha- you should have to say that. And I, I think not enough people said that about Hillary last time, even though. I mean, she wore her suckiness right on her fucking face. Like, there was no escaping what a dour candidate she was. I mean, there was no getting away from it. They're just doing the same fucking thing again. It's just the same thing. Yeah. And it's going to be Joe Biden. It's going to be Joe Biden. And let me tell you something else, Dave. I'm not voting for him. I don't care. I'm not voting (laughs) for him in a general election. I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking pull a, 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 a I'm not gonna pull a fucking lever for this guy that represents everything that's wrong with the status quo, everything that brought us Donald Trump, um, you know, avowed centrism, avowed nothingness, planting a flag firmly in the middle of every issue so that the furthest right tendencies of this country can pull us even further further to the right, acquiescing, giving up ground from the fucking very beginning. And I know, yeah, no, no, no surprise. I'm a fucking lefty. I'm a fucking pinko, right? But you know, I don't care. I'm not going to vote for that guy. I'm not going to pull a lever for a guy who broke into politics by supporting segregation. I'm not going to fucking vote for that guy. I don't care that it was 50, 40 years in the past. Doesn't matter. I, 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 I feel like by the uh, by the time actual election day comes, you may be able to talk me into not voting for him too, because it's just really, it, it, there's nothing about it that really, uh, really makes me want to. I all, mean, all you got to do is live in Florida to to not. To, uh, I, I could imagine if you live in Florida. Look, from today, the Miami Herald lawmakers work overtime. This is this is like the the culmination of again to remind everybody. Um, in November, the blue wave that hit like most of this country completely missed Florida. We got a couple of Congress people to flip districts down here in South Florida, which is nice. Um, but we, I mean, at a time where we literally had the worst governor in the entire, maybe in the history of the country, we, who was a Republican, um, Rick Scott, he turned out. And we elected what? Another Republican, Ron DeSantis, who's going to be an even worse governor and is proving to be an even worse governor than him. What did we do with Rick Scott? We turned him into our senator. We we turned him into our U.S. senator. We voted out um, Bill Nelson, who was just, I don't, I don't even think he was alive. He was a dead guy, I think. Um, so with that as context, right, coming to the end of the first, uh, the first legislative session up in Tallahassee, uh, lawmakers work overtime to approve budget cap session full of uh, caps a session full of conservative victories. When the floor, when the book is written in Florida's 2019 legislative session, it'll be this: Republican lawmakers, emboldened by more politically engaged governor, a more conservative Supreme Court, and nimble new leaders in the House and Senate, further tightened their grip on power, scratching off several items from a longstanding wish list of conservative priorities. So, skipping down a little bit, there's a lot of crowing from Ron DeSantis, who's our new governor. But uh, this session, it wasn't about the budget. It was about Florida's hard right turn. Private school vouchers, passed. A ban on sanctuary cities, passed. Allowing teachers to carry guns in school, passed. Free market healthcare reforms, which is basically just opening up the floodgates for for insurers to do all manner of horrible things to... to, to, um, 
to the insured, to all of us, and to allow them to, you know, further raid our our, our pockets um, for substandard bad care. Um, all were done in the last 60 days after years of failure. Republicans also managed to curtail two future threats to their power and to their donor base. Nearly 65% of voters in November passed a historic amendment that would have allowed up to 1.4 million felons to vote, like we were talking about before. Sure. Uh, lawmakers this session gutted it, and DeSantis said Saturday he wouldn't veto it. In the closing hours of the legislative session Friday night, lawmakers neutered future citizen-driven constitutional amendments, including two aiming for the 2020 ballot and loathed by Republicans. One raises the minimum wage, the other allows energy, quote, quote, unquote, energy choice in an effort to expand solar energy options. They so, hate those things. Yeah, they hate those things, man. Just all special interests completely dominating every aspect of our government here. Uh, just the fucking, the worst state government that there is. I just, I really do worry about you and <laughs> your, your mental health. I mean, because it I'm just must be just daily. Just I, I just picture you on any and any drive longer than fifteen minutes, where you're just like just sitting there, just fuming. I just picture. I don't get that angry about know. it. It, it doesn't. In Miami, it's weird. We're so outside of it. it. Miami is like shut down. It's it's its own little place. Like it doesn't. Um, it exists outside of the borders of Florida, really. But it. Um, but it, it it's like we are affected by the gravity of the dumbness and the the awfulness and the regressiveness and the just the the small pettiness of what Florida mostly is. Most of the state of Florida is petty, angry rednecks. That if you <laughs> if you if you remove the major metropolitan areas, Orlando, Broward County, and Miami Dade County, it's mostly petty, angry rednecks that are just bitter about fucking everything and blame everybody else for their problems um so i think the worst one the one that i wanted to talk about was sb 168 uh which is the law that is uh making its way into into law that is going to um endanger yeah sb 168 it's going to target it's going to target it's the the outlawing of the sanctuary um so-called sanctuary cities and so what that means is uh places in florida where local police had a certain way of dealing with people who are undocumented Mm -hmm. they now are being they will now be in so many words compelled to work with ice to uh ramp up enforcement to um to raid people who are undocumented to, to raid immigrants and people who are undocumented and um, it could lead to mass deportation of up to 750,000 people. Um, it's unsafe. It drives people further underground. It's uh, it, it, it's just a human rights violation. It's sure. horrible, horrible, and it's the law now. It's what it's what it is. But this seems to be the kind of thing a, a big chunk of the country wants, though, right? I mean, yeah, awful. I mean, a huge chunk. But but I still mean, still the minority it's... though. Still the minority. It bears yeah. noting that, like, again, over the course of the last eight, ten years, you can put it any way you want. Way more people, millions more people, have registered as Democrats in this state than Republicans. Millions more people have pulled levers for Democrats than Republicans. 
It's just uh-huh. the way that our state is configured that right. we have a minority majority rule. We have a minority of people that make that 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 put leaders into office on a state level, a representative like uh, state senators, state representatives, um, both houses. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> the, the the fact that we have a U.S. Congress person, a uh, U.S. a uh, U.S. Senator Rick Scott who is only in office because of the incompetence that was perpetuated from the supervisor of election in Broward County by fucking up his opponent's name in one of the heavily, <laughs> most he- heavily uh, democratic areas. It's in every single way. It's like, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's like bad news bears type shit. It's like, it's, it's comical. Um, in every way, Democrats are, and not not that Democrats would be uh, the saving grace per se, because they've, in a lot of cases, shown themselves to be like feckless and and and, and ineffective here. But I mean, it could be at least something of a bulwark against the worst, um, the worst elements of of the human condition, which is embodied in the Republican Party here in Florida. But uh, yeah, that's that's where it's at. I think that the the worst one be, uh, here in Miami, the the teachers are never going to carry guns because we have a great um, administrator, uh, a great uh, school uh, supervisor of schools, um, mm-hmm. Alberto Carvalho, and that's it. Just it won't happen here. They won't be allowed to. Um, but there's a lot of overreach happening, man. Like there's a thing where they passed uh, a ban, a five year ban on cities being allowed to outlaw plastic straws. And this one is one of those stupid fucking like Breitbart issues. Like one of those issues that that cons- that the dumbest of conservatives latch onto, the pl- the plastic straw thing. Uh, right, right. You know, it's like it's like the lowest common denominator issue. But like single-use plastics are fucking pointless. Like why? Why do you need to have them so badly? It's just part of the like owning the libs thing. It, it's it's it doesn't serve any purpose. Like I know I know that there is a plastics lobby out there and there are people who make money from those straws being made and yeah sure but come on like how beholden do you have to be to every single fucking business interest it's it's completely unnecessary I don't know whatever it's fucking it's it's as stupid as the issue itself sure so but meanwhile other states are are, are moving further to the left which is good colorado just did automatic voter registration did you see that no i didn't so like you're automatically registered to vote there good luck fucking getting that to happen here in, in florida yeah right yeah like it's yeah florida. It's seriously <sighs> i i don't know i mean i i think that that's great but i yeah i can't imagine a state like florida i can't imagine most states go into that because i mean it's still just it's still way too uh you know, it's way too, way too much of one of those, uh, well, like you said, owning the libs kind of a situation, almost like the straws. Like it's one of those things where they have their, their bullshit, uh, like theories about illegal voters and all that stuff there. They don't want to ever let anything like that happen, even though it makes sense. To, to live in Florida is to have the perfect view of why the Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, philosophy that Donald Trump is just this aberration. He doesn't represent conservatives. He doesn't represent 
half of America to see why that's bullshit. Because to them, to people from California or from D.C. or these like, you know, East Coast establishment creatures, it probably even still three years into the presidency, it probably still feels like, oh, this is just some crazy bad dream that none of us can wake up from. And we just need to, you know, wait until 2020 and we'll be able to snap our fingers and it'll 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 fix itself because there's no way this is going to happen again. I challenge any of them to spend a year down here. Spend one election cycle down here in Florida and see the way that the people have become. See the way that the people, not in Miami so much, because, yeah, we have conservatives here. We have, like, the old guard Cubans, but they're mostly getting phased out. Like, half of the old Cubans that I know, their kids fill out their their voter, uh, their, 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 um, their, like, 30 to 40-year-old kids fill out their um, their ballots for them. And so, like their their votes, their old conservative votes aren't even getting counted. They're just getting counted as as Democratic votes anyway. So, not Miami so much, and not Orlando and the Puerto Ricans so much. But like, and 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 that particular you know stripe of of liberal metropolitan people that that, that live there, and you know the sort of professional managerial class of Disney. Um, corporate workers the the thousands and thousands of them that live in in central florida but everything else in the state like all and this is a pretty densely populated state it's the third most populous state in the union it passed new york a couple years ago and so it's it's the third largest state and um the people that are moving to a lot of these little enclaves like uh, the villages and shit like that they're they're not they're super politically active and they're red meat Trump supporting Republicans. They're not reading, you know, National Review. They're not reading George Will's column in the Washington Post. They're not thoughtful, you know, William F. Buckley style conservatives. They're like like Colin Kaepernick jerseys on fire conservatives. They're that kind of conservatives. <laughs> they're not they're they're social issue conservatives they're ones right. who care way more about things like um care more about you know like i said before the, the they care positive. about meme issues yeah mean yeah exactly they care about being mean and and making people below them feel bad oh i was saying meme as in oh, meme uh, issues too yeah no no yeah you're right you're right on that matter too like they yeah. care more about like you know Kaepernick jerseys and Blue Lives Matter type shit. Yeah, exactly. And, and like yeah, it, that's 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 the animating force of, of 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 what they are. They care about sanctuary cities and all the angel moms and all the the little angel babies that are being ruthlessly murdered every single day by this tide of elite, violent illegal immigrants that are killing, you know, uh, babies in the street. And roving MS-13 gangs. And Joe, a guy like Joe Biden really, I don't think, is capable of seeing it. Because the Republicans he knows are the William F. Buckley Republicans. The Republicans he knows are George Will. They're the ones who, the like, you know, the 20 Republicans left in the, in the whole country who are housebroken and aren't, you know, retweeting white nationalists and shit like that. The ones, that's, that's what, that's who Joe Biden knows. And that's who he still thinks the Republican Party is, and which that's insane. And he's wrong. <laughs> it's funny too because I feel like he 
<laughs> Joe Biden must know at least one guy, one friend of his, who can go tell him exactly what the Republican Party is right now. Maybe like one old friend of his who had their entire presidency uh, stifled by racism. And right. out now. Like if only he knew one guy, if there was one, one dude person. that he used to be friends with who could call him up and be like, Joe, uh, just got to tell you, um, been watching what you're saying. And uh, you, you cray. <laughs> and then he drops the mic. <laughs> yeah, because he's so cool, right? Everybody wants to fuck him. And Joe Biden just pisses his pants and shits himself and falls over. <laughs> and just like, like falls over on the way down, grabs five women's breasts. Like trying to find balance. That's the That's the skit. The skit is... Joe Biden flustered from um, a surprise appearance from Barack Obama falls over and in trying to stand up everything he reaches for to try to stand up is a woman's body part and he can't like he can't find (laughs) a stable like a table or something he can't find like a banister Uh, every time he reaches up it's just another woman's body part and like it's it's and he like wakes up in a cold sweat and it was a nightmare we need an animator to make this like a little cartoon thing. <laughs> Everywhere, every, he thinks it's a doorknob. It's not. It's an ass. He he thinks it's like he thinks it's like a light fixture. He can pull himself up on. It's not. It's it's another a woman's breast or the underside of a woman's arm or something. You know, like the back of a woman's knee. Some other inappropriate shit that you're not supposed to be touching. And like, yeah, that's that's, awesome. that's Joe Biden's campaign in a in a nutshell. And he's gonna win. He's gonna win like like he's gonna win like eight hundred delegates on Super Tuesday, <laughs> just because just because like the same part of your brain that tells you when you walk into an elevator to turn around and look forward, it's the same part of the Democrat brain that says to vote for Joe Biden in a primary. Okay, here's a question. Like the for basal, you. you know, what is that? Like the, the 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 reptile part of your brain, the part that yeah. we've had since we first came out of water. The like, I don't know, I don't know what you call that. It's responsible for like basic motor function. That's the <laughs> thing that makes you say like, yeah, 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 Joe Biden, Joe, uh, Joe Biden. So the part that alligators a... <laughs> have, the part that like alligators, like that 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 makes an alligator. The... You know, the, have you ever seen an alligator go into a roll, into the death roll? It's just this yes. primal, like it's this primal primordial, really. Um, instinctual survival mechanism that like not only are they ensuring their own survival but they're ensuring their next meal and and like that that instinct runs parallel in the human brain with the instinct to vote for a centrist candidate who, who are you more annoyed with those people with those instincts or, you, or the you. Or, or me no or the uh or the establishment who is pushing him on us all oh i mean it's kind of hard to i'm, I'm into my i'm okay it's a good question because i'm starting my new thing where i'm um i'm gonna do the opposite of like what all candidates do and maybe one day if i run for office i'll, I'll export this strategy into my campaign i'm gonna start blaming voters more and holding them accountable (laughs) blaming the soulless wretches 
that occupy these campaigns and the and the the K Street consultancies, the um, lobbying firms, the apparatus. That's like that's like getting mad at the weather. It's it's like getting mad at at the at the alligator for for eating its prey. Like that's mm. just what it does. It's like getting mad at, mad at water for filling the shape of the object that it's inside of. It's uh-huh. just nature. It's what it's doing. It doesn't know anything else, and it's 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 it has no soul. It's not even making a decision. It's like getting mad at a vampire. It, it doesn't matter. Like that's what a vampire fucking does. Normal people out there, the voters out there, who are making the decision that Joe Biden, with all the information available to them, not getting paid. Because unlike these consultants, the, the reason that these consultants are the creatures of instinct and um, the, the creatures of instinct that they are, it's because they're making really good fucking money doing it. Uh, I can't really blame them for that. Like most people would probably do the same thing if they but these fucking voters yeah these people who are just on Joe Biden's side just for the the organic like natural joy of being a Joe Biden person just for like be like yeah i've considered all the information that's out there and based on all that information this guy's the best guy in my opinion I think it somehow comes down to name recognition alone. Well, at this stage, a lot of it is name recognition. And that's kind of the thing where we're alighting that right now. We're kind of like not talking about that, which is the other reason that that Bernie is so high. I mean, also, too, you know, in a lot of these in in this most recent poll, the first major one since Biden actually announced his candidacy, Biden is wiping the floor with Bernie. But I mean, name recognition and the sort of prisoner of the moment media cycle has a lot to do with that shit. And a yeah. lot of that gets evened out um, down the road a little ways. Unless your base pop- populace, your voting population, is just profoundly stupid and addicted to bad television, then Donald Trump's name is at the top the entire time. Like, it, it's, it's crazy to think about it, but think about it. Donald Trump didn't take a single fucking L during the whole... I mean, like, yeah, you could say Texas, like, went to Cruz, but, like, okay, he's the senator from Texas. Like, I don't even think, um, I would have to look it up, but I don't even think Kasich beat him in, in Ohio. Right, yeah. I mean, Donald Trump was a fucking juggernaut through his his primary season. Not a single person touched him. He was leading from the moment that he said that he was running, and he never, nobody got ever within... 20 points in the polls of him. Everybody was fighting for distant, 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 distant second. <laughs> and like, I don't think it's going to be that way. You know, the, um, the, the, the Democrat base is a little bit more thoughtful and in recent years has become more educated and is also like crazy engaged because half of them are, are, um, have lost their fucking minds and become too, <laughs> too online with like hashtag resist and, hashtag collusion you know brain poisoning but say what you will about that brain poisoning it's made them more engaged it's made them into more i mean i guess you could say informed voters they've they're like they're definitely like there's a whole group of democratic voters out there living in like major metropolitan cities uh major metropolitan areas who 
have replaced um, sports fandom with political fandom. Like the same little tickle that you get in your brain from watching your team win or lose. They've like kind of moved away from that and moved into the realm of politics. Which is horrifying. Terrifying. It is what it is. So. <laughs> One of the fucking worst, worst developments in this, the history of this country. Um, that people feel that way. But, I mean, I don't know. 18 years ago, 19 years ago, in, in uh, during the presidential election then, the big complaint was that nobody knows shit about politics and nobody pays attention, attention to it. And same thing in 2004. People were like, oh, low voter turnout. Nobody gives a fuck about politics anymore. And uh, people don't know enough. They don't know enough about the issues. Now, you could debate that people remain as uninformed on issues and they're more animated again by those really dumb things that we were talking about before. Um, But I would argue, contrary to a lot of the people who said that the whole Russian narrative would allow Democrats to ignore the parts of their campaign that didn't work, which is true. They tried to do that. They tried to ignore the fact that they put forward a like profoundly flawed candidate in Hillary Clinton. And they did try to pin it all on Russia and all of these, you know, Comey and all of these other issues. But hell of a lot more people today know about what Medicare for all is than they did sure. at the in, in 2016. Hell of a lot more people are shit. People are talking about universal basic income. Yeah, people are talking absolutely. about letting people. People are talking about letting felons currently incarcerated vote. I yeah. mean, these are issues that were so far outside of the. I hate to use the over, the overused, you know, <clears throat> the 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 overused phrase, the the Overton window. But like, yeah, man, these are things that are like just even just saying that Israel, that the government of Israel might be bad. And might do yeah. bad things sometimes. Like all of these things didn't exist in the democratic platform. They weren't in the, the discourse. They weren't things that people were arguing about. Um, you know, tuition free college. Nobody was talking about that. Not in any real way. There was like the Hillary Clinton, you know, trade in your tax credits for like hours worked at you know, McKinsey and associates or whatever, but like, like do an internship with, you know, the U S embassy in Saudi Arabia beheading gay people. And you'll be able to, uh, you know, you'll be able to pay off your college in more preferable terms or whatever. But (laughs) yeah, I mean these horrible neoliberal fucking means tested solutions that she was putting forward in lieu of actual progressive policies, that was then today the conversation i feel like is way more focused and i don't think that like half step solutions are going to get by as easily people keep trying to put forward these have you seen these out there like different organizations will pop up um like third way or like medicare they'll they'll have names like medicare for america for all or some shit like that mm. and then you look at who the board of the organizations are it'll be like medicare for everyone or or like, uh, I don't know. They're just like these derivations of Medicaid, uh, Medicare for all. And um, you look at the, 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 the first tell is that you look at the, their boards and who their advisory committees are and who their executives are. And it's all big pharma people. Like, you know, it's all like the CEO of Aetna. 
and the the sure. CEO of United Healthcare and shit like that. Immediately, that should be a big red flag. Like, okay, these people probably are not the ones that are putting forward the policies um, that that are not interested in putting forward the policies that would result in everybody getting good health care. They're more interested in commoditizing or keeping health care as a commodity, right? For as much longer as they can. As much longer as they can. To the the credit of online voters, people that I see talking on Twitter at the very least, which is a tiny subsection of the world, but nonetheless, that shit's not cutting it. People are calling that out immediately. Like people have become literate on that topic. That's the kind of messaging, obfuscation, bullshit that would have worked just three years ago that would have worked. It did work. I mean, Hillary Clinton, no. I, I'm not one of these, I'm not one of these like, uh, progressives or 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 um democratic socialists who thinks that like bernie was cheated like obviously the 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 democratic party wanted hillary to win and they did everything they could to get her to win but bernie also did not win like hillary won she did win somewhat fair and square like they Mm. they they definitely helped her but like it's not she she was gonna win that democratic primary no matter even if the even if the dnc had stayed completely neutral and not helped her out she was going to win that primary like unfortunately because yeah. that's that's the nature of the voters um they're bad <laughs> they're bad folks anyway i say spare the rod be, kill the child i think is what i'm trying to say just kill the children i think that is a really good yeah that that would really help a lot of things if you know if we could all just come to agree on that but yes, I don't know. What do you think of Sonic? Are you guys gonna do I, a I actually, get together on Sonic? Don't please don't. I I don't know. We might. We'll see what happens. So but fucking lame if you do that. I, I do think it's a worthwhile thing to to talk about. Like that. This is a a, a very troubling trend. If they're going to continue to uh, change movies based on quote unquote the internet's reaction. Um. That that's what's that's an example scary. of something that probably would have been like changed in the past that looked shitty. I'll tell you what would have been changed. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah, but did Jar? I don't have any memory of Jar Jar Binks becoming. Um, I don't have any memory of Jar Jar Binks being aware of what Jar Jar Binks was before the movie came out. Like, wasn't that just like a surprise when the movie came out that there was this shit ass. Um character i don't know because i remember the the south park guys made fun of him before the movie came out like they already they 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 thought they just based on the one shit, though, right? yeah the no they said based on the one little shot of him in the trailer that they already thought he looked stupid and so they made a character out of him okay here's one i'll tell you one with advanced knowledge if the internet and twitter specifically existed the way that it does today uh-huh. Uh, in 1989, uh-huh. um, they would have recast Michael Keaton as Batman. They wouldn't have kept him. Huh. Even though he, people love Michael people Keaton as Batman. People loved him after the fact. But I think one thing you're forgetting is people talked shit about that choice. Like, uh, See, I don't remember that. Yeah. yeah. Is that true? That was. I'm, huh. I'm telling you, that was like Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom. Like he was a comedic actor. He had... Sure. Yeah. It, it was a weird casting. That's for sure. Yeah. These days... It would be an inspired casting, but back then we associated those kind of characters with being like, I don't know, 
like you needed like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something or one of the list of sure. of the back then of the like six acceptable superhero actor or not superhero but like action star actors action there was like stars, six of yeah, them yeah. right there was Stallone yeah. there was Bruce Willis there was Arnold there was like Dolph Lundgren I don't know there was there wasn't that many there was a few and now there's you know what I saw the other day um, a clipping somebody uh, had found like an actual clipping from 2009 I think um, or 2008 maybe where it said uh, it said Marvel decides to hang tentpole on complete unknowns yeah. and it was uh, it was Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth and, uh, and Tom Hiddleston the one that plays Loki yeah Tom yeah, yeah. who That's are both great. enormous actors now oh yeah they're so big you know what actually that's another thing I wanted to and both turned out to be up. great Yes, they yes they absolutely did. That's another thing I wanted to bring up real quick, uh, just to kind of squeeze a little movie talk in. But um, uh, as a couple of uh, chubby guys, what do you think about this backlash against Fat Thor? Um, it being like a cheap shot on Marvel's part, um, making fun of Thor's mental state and his uh, physique in the movie. Oh, that's bullshit. Come on. I- <laughs> I think people are out of their Wait, what is it? Minds. Explain to me what the argument is. Like I'm, I'm the. Explain to me. I'm the 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 woke aggrievement person, and I'm coming to right. the table pissed off about, like what? What is my what is my case? Like, that they are making a joke out of his mental health and the fact that he's let himself go and he slipped into like alcoholic depression. Isn't that make that person actually the the person who's coming with that opinion is actually the aggressor? Because they're the ones that are saying that that that's a trope. I don't think that Marvel or the whatever the Russo brothers or whatever were the ones that, that are saying that it's a trope. They were outlining one specific character for that for the woke complainant grievant uh-huh. person to come to the table making come to the table making that observation is for them to tell on themselves as them thinking that. They're the ones sure, who hold sure that, seems like it. Who hold that um that that presupposition. So what what you're saying makes sense, but that's not the way that they're approaching it on the Twitters and the internets and okay, the, okay, all that Okay, okay, but you know what? I'm stuff. about to like come at you again with my shit that I always say. Point to uh-huh. me to the person doing that. Who is it? Who's the person? I literally doing it? Don't just say have Twitter seen multiple and people, people on Don't just Twitter say Twitter complain and people about are this. doing it. Show me a person. Show me one. Just show me a, a person, not just like fucking Ravioli Sucker 88. Like, show me a human living yeah. person that is like, I don't know, like, you know, junior culture reporter for Huffington Post said this or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find one after and send it to you. I promise. Because I back have to my seen shit, people complain about it. This goes back to my shit, where it's like, yeah. this is this is traps, man. And you guys, you, because all my friends are like you, and you all fucking fall for these traps constantly. You fall for them all the time about the like, oh, the internet. These people are on the internet trying to like just ruin a good time, and it's like I feel like you're getting pranked. I feel so like I, that there's not actually people doing this stuff. So is anyone offended about anything, do you think? I feel bad because the inflection in your voice sounded like you really said whatever you just said with like a lot of authority, but I didn't hear any of it because you cut out. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> were you saying, is anybody offended by anything? Is that what you're saying? That's what I, that's what I said, yeah. No, I'm sure that there are. Look. 
as in everything in life, the truth is like somewhere in the middle there, right? Uh huh. So yeah, there's probably some people who are like, there are people who are out there out- outraged trolling, but if those people were um were on Bassmasters, the fishing show, they would be raking it in because every single one of them casts out a line. They, 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 they bait the line. They take out the little worm. The little worm says something like, don't fat, theme, don't fat shame Thor. Or, um, you know, <laughs> Taylor Swift's too white or something like that. They, they bait their hook <laughs> and they cast that little fish out into the ocean of Twitter. And with that little, that, with that, that little worm out into the ocean of Twitter, and with that little worm, they catch you. They catch Joe Rogan. They catch... Uh, all the like anti-PC guys, they catch all of the right wing. They get all of Fox News. Everybody, they catch all of you. You all get caught by that shit. And it can be just one fucking moron who says something like that. And everybody jumps onto it. I just found the moron. It, Lacey Jade Christie from The Guardian. The, head, the, Sounds the headline. Perfect name. Perfect name. Yeah. <laughs> Her name is Bane. Her name is Bait. <laughs> the headline is Avengers Endgame was brilliant, but the fat shaming broke my heart. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, and by the way, this is probably the only article, and every other article is probably quoting this article. Yes, You're probably yes. right. It's a fucking echo chamber. <laughs> and yeah, of, of course. It's the same shit with, I'll tell you who got, the, who got body shamed is AOC's boyfriend. Have you seen this shit? Oh, I know. Poor guy, man. <laughs> it's terrible. The guy looks like he's in fine shape. and his, He's just a totally normal dude. That's the it. The beard could use work, for sure. But we've all got our <laughs> things. Like, I mean, come on, dude. And, but I'm not going to let myself fall for it. Not going to let myself fall for it. Again, there's maybe two people who said, who, who, who made a comment about the guy. Yeah. Two people of yeah. consequence with more One of them is at one of them is Adam Friedland from, from <laughs> one of them just look at him. It's Adam Friedland. The fucking living bug. And <laughs> look, we all we should be celebrated, leftist progressive men. We all bat so far out of our league. All uh-huh. of us, dude. And he, that guy's no exception. Every one of us has no business being with the with the me, you, Adam Friedland actually doesn't either. Like yeah. a- AOC, none of uh, AOC's boyfriend, none of us deserve to be with the girl that we're with, right? <laughs> so you know what? Why don't you just sit back and learn from us, huh? How about that? <laughs>